Testing. 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 Boy, Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Bloom and Grow podcast. You are listening to your three favorite amigas coming back again for a whole new year of content. We are so grateful to God, first and foremost, for giving us this opportunity and planting the seed in our hearts. And we can't believe it's been a year since we first started. We're very excited to continue and to grow and to thrive in this new year and we want to do it with every single one of you guys so thank you for tuning in and listening to us and if you've been with us from the beginning shout out to you (laughs) you're a real one um this first episode is very in i guess like it goes with the flow of january everyone talks about new year's goals and yada 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 but i guess i'm jumping ahead of the gun and saying that you should listen to this episode when you're like okay my new year's goals look like they're so far away i've kind of given up um i think everyone's really good in january when it's the beginning and you're like okay i can do this and then come march april you're like yeah (laughs) you've you've fallen off the bandwagon listen to this episode but even now like you can use this to encourage yourself if you're feeling a bit like overwhelmed by the things that you want to accomplish and where you are right now you can maintain your new year's goals you can see your dreams come to pass this year um but first we got to talk about the little friend that i think we all have experience with which is procrastination and i'm telling you i was chief among them (laughs) chief she's not lying yeah 100 percent. i was the procrastinator and i wouldn't say that it's completely gone today but I have come a long way from where I used to be. And so I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about procrastinating, how to stop it. And actually, it was very eye opening for me to learn that there are root causes behind procrastination mm-hmm. that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know. So here's a plug because I think I always recommend a book. But if you have struggled with this and you want to find out more information beyond what we are able to talk about in this short episode you can read the book by june hunt that is june hunt and it's called procrastination preventing the decay of delay so you can read that book and if you want more information and more details i highly recommend purchasing and using it to help you overcome procrastination on that note, how are you guys doing? How's your new year so far? Have you guys set any goals? I don't make New Year's goals. I think I said this in the last episode. Yeah, but things change, so I was curious. Um, I've made like rough goals, but I'm not the type of person to write them down. Like in my head, I have an idea of like things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely like a, s- a smart goal, very much on the A, achievable, like, you know, start small. But it should be, though. I know, like, it's not anything. Like, one of them is just to, like, re- uh, memorize more verses. Two verses a month is very much achievable. But mm-hmm. I'm going to start there. Like, I remember when I first was thinking, like, oh, my God, every week I'm going to learn another verse or every month or every day. And I was like, yeah, it's not really feasible. You're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah, so two a month is where I've started at and I've been successful this month and so yeah good job how about you Gabs no (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. But have you thought about anything that you want to just like happen this year? It could be anything like small, teeny, tiny, big, like... I feel like even though people say that they might not set goals, there are still some things that they might want to see happen in the year. And maybe that's not even having anything to do with like your ability. Like it's just anything, anything at all. Mm. Honestly, I just haven't had the time to sit down and think about it. But the closest thing that I have um, to a goal, I guess, is just kind of an idea of, Sorry, that's a really bad English. Let's see. The only thing that I've thought about is uh, or are my fin- financial goals. I think that's wow. the only thing. Okay. <laughs> that's a big that, one. I haven't now. had time to think. I of wish I did that last year. Anything. Actually, no, I wish I did that years ago. But hey, well, like start as soon mm-hmm. as you can, even if you're not really making money. I think it's something you have to think about mm-hmm. before you even get into like a career. Mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't do <laughs> so good job mm-hmm. yeah um and uh, anything on your on your mind this week could be like current events or whatever i had the thought of maybe just starting off every episode with just like i don't know three Break to down. five minute chat of like what's happening what's on our mind mm-hmm. like or take on take it away events. jay no, no, I'm just at what you look like you're ready. No, I'm Ariel. trying to think. No, no, I was making that face because I'm trying to think. But I like, I'm smiling because I like the idea. So you can take it away if you have anything right now. Let me think. I don't know. The only thing I can think about is that whole Mike Todd thing, which Oof. I feel like it's like the world just loves to make things extra. And the good thing about everything is that things die down. Like there'll be something else for TMZ to talk about. But I don't know if you saw, if you haven't, Mike Todd is a pastor from Transformation Church in Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, Oklahoma. I don't know. We're not American, so don't fight oh, us. Is um city? I have no idea. And he like his church is very well known, very much a passionate group of people. And I I rate them like obviously there's things that everyone does that I question some things. I always just found him like very extra, but he's passionate about God, so I wasn't gonna whatever. Anyways, he was preaching this month's word for their church is clarity. So he's preaching about um, just where there's no clarity, there's no vision, etc., etc. And he used the scripture example where in Jesus um, spat in mud and placed it over a blind man's eyes and he received his sight. He wanted to visualize that concept. So he called his brother up and he not only did he like spit in his hands or like spit on him or like, you know, gentle, he like hawked. Like, very much like a, I'm not going to do it, but like, very much a <laughs> hawk into his hands to the point he saw the phlegm. Um, and then he rubbed it in his hands and put it over his brother's eyes. And of course, like, the internet went wild. I, even <laughs> if you're not someone who gets like very, like, like, I'm not going to get worked up over that, but anyone is like, okay, that's a little bit uncomfortable. Like, I don't think I'd ever want either one of you to put your phlegm on my eyes or anyone I loved. And it's just in the context of COVID. Too. Yeah, like, it's inappropriate, but that's a. The whole issue there is like it's like you can't really get mad about the phlegm or spit him spitting into his hands, but on his brother's eyes from a COVID perspective. When you guys like, I just think America is funny. Like there are public health measures in each state because technically you jumping up and down, you praying at the altar, spitting on people, you're doing the same thing as him. You just happen oh, yeah. to have you mucus in his hands. Yeah, you can't you get know? mad at him for that. Um, based on if you wanted to say, yeah, oh, it's COVID because they are, just, their measures are different. There. Like it's just a, it's just a nasty. It's thing just nasty, and I still and think it's to inappropriate. Be fair, like he, like he was saying that 
he was saying like everyone's reaction would be how people reacted when Jesus did it, which is true. Like you don't think about it that way when you have like an actual demonstration, but like we're like, oh no, we wouldn't do that because Jesus is God. But a lot of people didn't know Jesus was God. Like Mm -hmm. they didn't know he was the Messiah. They didn't know, like he would just be like your average Joe, which the Bible said, like he looked just like anyone else. And like, he was like, yeah, like Jesus was a fine for those of you. Like, you know, sometimes those Bible movies, like the guy, I'm like, hello. (laughs) No, he was your average (laughs) Joe. Um, And so like, if you saw that as a bystander, you'd be like, what on earth? You know? So I get why, but I'm learning so much now that, that's just not a wise thing to do like sometimes you just don't need to go that far and I just, it was definitely not yeah. wise in the context of everything having uh, yeah but anyways he apologized for it yeah like like i said it will die down my biggest thing beyond that is just i think people just do too much with visual like bring things home and messages just based on what you see on social media all those like church meme pages why are you doing the most like god's <laughs> word is already the most like you don't need to do anything but just preach word I of god and i think people they think that it they want the media and no i think also people want attention. the media clout and the attention that's true you know like because be well yeah depending on what your motive is and how pure your heart is but i think just unfortunately the society we live in everyone is trying to like have their moment for a a viral moment even if it's like a good thing like pastors just want you want you and feel good if you know your message is going viral especially when you you believe it's a word from god Mm -hmm. so you're gonna do the most if you can yeah and i feel like this is what you have to really make sure you're doing like be prayerful about what you want to a lot of people could have right intentions like you said they just want to spread the word of god and i kind of feel bad for a lot of pastors just because we're living in the day and age where people if it's like not TikTok time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not catching a lot of people's attention. The attention span of people nowadays is Six so One minute. small and TikTok isn't helping. Like people are just like, they want 15 seconds to one minute of just like, get get it to me in that time. Mm-hmm. So they're trying so hard to like cater to that kind of generation that obviously you're going to be prone to some mishaps. So like, yeah, not the right thing to do, but I can understand what that they're trying to reach a generation that you have to do the absolute most sometimes but yeah we've got to pray for wisdom (laughs) what was it that you said about discretion oh discretion Um, is like because oh i was watching this other thing okay we'll wrap up this chat soon but we saw another thing on social media recently of someone basically being real because you know everyone's like all on that bandwagon of like I want to be real like I'm real like but I was listening to a message and it's like the bible preaches or talks about discretion and says that it's a quality that we as Christians should have and we should practice Mm -hmm. and it is basically knowing what to say and when Mm -hmm. like being able to like hold things back like you don't just because something is the truth and just because something is real doesn't mean that you have to tell everything and to everyone like he made the point this is uh, dr darius daniels but he made the point saying that like the 12 disciples like jesus had the 12 disciples but really he only was completely open to three which was peter john and um i forgot the other one now actually oh gosh anyways but he had his three like super close out of the 12 like the three went with him to the garden the three were the ones who saw him fully revealed um in the trans the transfiguration i believe and so even though there was a 12 who got a lot from him there's only the three who got even more and so he was saying like sometimes 
you can share some things with people and like you can share your testimony, but wisdom gives you the ability to have discretion to know what you can withhold. Cause not everything, just because you want to be real doesn't mean you need to share everything. Mm-hmm. It's not, you don't need to go into every itty gritty detail to be a real person. You just <laughs> itty gritty. No, like not nitty gritty. Which, which is kind of against that's counterculture right now because everyone is sharing absolutely everything and not thinking about the impact and that it would have on people not thinking about how it's going to affect others in a negative way Mm -hmm. if you were to share it to just any and everyone you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah like the thing we saw on social media with this person they shared I would believe way too much information about a particular instance and um in the I, name of a testimony as well in the name of a testimony <clears throat> and unfortunately blasting the other people I feel like that was just not the wise move like you can give your testimony with withholding certain details so as to protect other individuals um at the end of the day, you just have to really make sure that you are allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you when it comes to certain things and be very mindful of the fact that like, <laughs> what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. And like, is God's love at the end of the day, I shouldn't be watching your testimony and <laughs> believing not so much in praise of like, thank you. Jesus, yeah, it's for not like God you. is a healer. It's like, it's like, oh gosh the drama (laughs) you know and discord and division is being spread through your testimony you know what it just really shows you that deception is really real like because maybe this individual and i'm sure for other instances that are similar people really think they're doing god's work by sharing god's healing power but they don't know that they're allowing the enemy to just like just make them so deceived so they don't see how painful or divisive or how much like they're putting themselves on a pedestal more than god's healing power and i think the moral of everything we're saying right now is to pray for wisdom because the mike todd incident shows us we need to pray for wisdom Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that like he's like an unwise person and has never prayed for wisdom and we all have but we i think daily that needs to be your prayer because Mm -hmm. like you could have been wise yesterday but today there's going to be new obstacles that require fresh wisdom and like janelle said discretion so you can't be walking around thinking like okay like i was wise yesterday i'm just wise i'm perpetually wise yeah you have to continually seek for wisdom and continually subject yourself to allow the wisdom of god to work Mm -hmm. through you anyways all that to say we're back to procrastination and i think all three of us have had our own experiences so i'm going to start with ephesians 5 verse 15 to 17 Look carefully at how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So I started with this first because I think everyone knows procrastination is delaying something. Procrastination is not a good use of your time. You're wasting your time by procrastinating. Because you're delaying something that should be done in a certain time frame. So, yeah, by default, you're wasting time. So people be like, okay, well, like, is procrastination really a sin or not? Well, the Bible is clear. We need to be good stewards of everything that God gives us. And one of the things that God gives us is time. We don't see it per se, but it's one of the biggest resources that we have. And we really should use it wisely. So the Bible says we should be wise and make the best use of our time because the days are evil. Um, 
So what is procrastination? Like I said, the act of delaying something, the act of willfully delaying the doing of something that should be done. So do you guys agree that procrastination is a sin? Yes, I do. Why would you say it's a sin? Because you're not making use of the time that God has given you. (laughs) But do you think like there's things behind procrastination? Like people could just look at procrastination and try to fix it as a surface level, but like on a surf, like, but not recognize that there's issues beneath it. Mm hmm. Yeah. What do you think are some things beneath it? <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting in the conversation with a teacher and a student. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to engage her because I haven't really heard her. No, I agree. What do you think are some things that are behind procrastination? Um, like perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the case for me or was the case for me. So tell your story, sis. There's no story. <laughs> I mean, like, you yeah, I just... Money. Oh, I mean, I don't know if I'm healed yet, but it's definitely it's a continual healing, a continual so a healing journey. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the or I know that the root of procrastination for me was in, founded in perfectionism. Um, and I don't know where that came from, but I just never wanted to do anything if it wasn't going to be done to the best of my ability and it wasn't going to be 110 percent so i just it, it obviously doesn't make any sense at all because like 30 percent is better than zero percent mm-hmm. but i was very much an all or nothing kind of person mm-hmm. um and yeah it, yeah so i just procrastinate if i didn't feel like i had the time or the tools to give anything my all then i would just i'll opt for not doing anything at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we're gonna get into a little bit of the stuff behind procrastination but basically and this kind of ties in with strongholds which is not what we're really touching on so much here but a lot of times we attack like the surface level issue and we don't get anywhere because Mm. there's deeper issues underneath it like we are just attacking the manifestation of the deeper issue and so a lot of times you'll find yourself like going through cycles of just like not changing mm-hmm. and like having a hard time mm-hmm. to get out of it. Like I can speak for myself. Like there's many times I've tried to address the issue of procrastination. Like you can do it from a practical standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I guess from like a worldly standpoint of like read all the self-help book, self-help books and like be like, okay, just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like just get up and do it. If you feel like you're like, just do it. And yeah, that works for a little bit. But then I'd find that I'd end up going back into the habits of procrastination because I wasn't dealing with the root cause Mm -hmm. until like I mentioned the book already I highly recommend it go read it Gabby also read it did you read it wait sorry I just wanted to go back and alter what I said so I I said earlier that I don't know what the root of my issue or my struggle with perfectionism is and I do know um, it's rooted in self-worth issues. Um, and then I just wanted to say, I did not read the procrastination book, but I did read the perfectionism book, which is also by June Hunt. <laughs> she has many different books that are great for different to- like different um, things that people might struggle with. I read the procrastination book and there are basically, I'll just quickly go over it. I won't do too much of a spoiler. 
But a lot of people think that procrastination is just tied to laziness, which is what I think I thought. And maybe you guys thought too. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm lazy in some areas, but there are other areas where like, I'm really not lazy and I'm still procrastinating. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the question is, is there a difference between procrastination and laziness? And there is. Like, if you are lazy, you are negligent in handling your responsibilities because of choosing not to do what you need to do. But on the other hand, you might be highly productive and in no way lazy, but still procrastinate by simply failing to start a task on time or not accurately predicting how long it will take, which a lot of times I would do like I would not give myself enough time to do things. But anyways, we're going to talk about the five like root causes or the things that are underneath your procrastinating tendencies. So Gabby touched on the first one, which is you're a perfectionist and like perfectionism is an issue. And like you're focused on performance-based acceptance. I must do this perfectly. Anything short of, of perfectionist failure. Yep. Critical of self and others. Hardest on herself or yourself. If it's not perfect, I'll feel horrible. Engages in self-deception, works hard, prerequisites must be in place i can't start until i have everything just right and i've been that way too like i can't start this unless i have like okay not i wanted to start a youtube channel for so long it's no longer like like that's a whole nother yeah it's a whole nother discussion but i would tell myself like i can't start it because i don't have the lights i don't have the camera i don't have and it's changed because obviously as the years have passed (laughs) YouTube has become so much more advanced. Like in the beginning, it was like, I didn't have a phone with a camera. And then it was like, I didn't have a DSLR camera. Then it was like, I didn't have a mic. I didn't have the lights. I didn't have a computer. Like, you know, you can find so many reasons to just not do something when all you need to do is just start. Okay. Next one is poor self, like low self-esteem, poor self-worth, which again, Gabby touched on. Um, And so in this scenario, you are dominated by messages of inadequacy. I'm such a failure, I can't do anything right. Or I feel so insignificant, so incapable, so incompetent, so worthless. You compare yourself to others and you remain passive. I'm not good enough to succeed, so there's no sense in trying. Procrastinates because of feeling inferior. I'm sure I will fail. I've also been here too. Like, there's so many things that I've just procrastinated doing because I'm like, oh, I'm going to suck at it. <laughs> or like, I'm not going to do good at it. So... What's the point? Then there's fear. Um, Fear is another root cause of procrastination. So you're clouded by imagined concerns. (laughs) A classic worrier. I know I won't succeed and that would be horrible. I'm afraid of confrontation, um, fear of conflict, like whatever it is that you're, that whatever could be a fear of what you're trying to do, (laughs) you're fearing it. I dread starting something that might go wrong. Um, puts off anything that could evoke a negative reaction. I'm afraid to start. Procrastinates because of fear of conflict. If I put it off, I won't have to deal with it. Also, like, and you can see that they're also kind of intertwined. Um, but these are the things that you have to address, I think, before you can really and truly live in freedom from this procrastinating spirit. Then number four is the person who has a lack of goals. <laughs> So you're scattered and confused. You don't know why you're doing what you're doing. 
I've also been here. You feel lost. <laughs> he doesn't know what he, where he's going. And no matter what I do, I don't feel fulfilled. So then there's no motivation to do the work. And see, like, people always think, oh, like, you're just lazy. But, like, no, like, these are the deeper mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like you have no purpose or you have, like, no reason why you're doing something, and then it's going to be harder to pick yourself up mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I need to do this. Um, this person, he needs to, knows he needs to chart the course but finds himself dead in the water. Why start this task when it really doesn't make any difference? Procrastinates because he has no direction. I need to wait until I can figure out what I really want to do. And a lot of people are here, especially I think in today's society of like millennials and even maybe not so much Gen Z, but definitely millennials. I think like we came with the the mindset of our previous generation be like, you need to be this, this, and this. And these were the boxes. There are only like six boxes <laughs> and you only had six <laughs> options of what you could do in life. And I think Gen Z now has way more options and like they're a lot, it's easier for them to kind of just like go out of the box and think outside of the box. And I think a lot of millennials are stuck in this, like I only have this to do. And then you're like, wait, what on earth? Like you've kind of feel lost and you feel like, what was the time like all the time that I did doing this but actually I don't even really like this and Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really we didn't have that kind of like I don't know what do you call it like coaching or teaching in school or this idea of just kind of breaking out of the moles as much as probably Gen Z anyways so procrastinates because he has no direction and you can't figure out what to do then the last one is overwhelmed (laughs) so you're just and again a lot of these connect I could see myself in literally every single one of these. Overcome with overload. I'm doing the best I can, but there's no way I can finish on time. Ill-equipped for handling tasks. My life feels out of control. Chooses easiest task first over the most important, me. Every single time. (laughs) Let me just, I I have a bunch of things to do and I don't know where to start. Let me just pick the easiest one to do, but really you should choose the most important. Since I can't get it all done on time, I'll work on a project that I really enjoy me and at least accomplish something procrastinates because of being on overload i just need to work harder and faster somehow (laughs) so overwhelmed the overwhelmed person procrastinates because she feels responsible or he feels responsible for more than they can handle yet has no ability to manage their time in a meaningful way so we've just touched on the five things that kind of underlie that and so if you still aren't, don't believe that procrastination is a sin, I would encourage you to turn towards the root causes. And all those root causes mm-hmm. are not aligned with the truth of God. And therefore, if we are living in them and embracing them, we are living in sin. So what did I say? We started with laziness. The Bible talks about laziness. <laughs> like, don't be like Proverbs has multiple scriptures. Mm-hmm. There's Proverbs 15, 19, Proverbs 18, 9, like, um, I'm not going to bother going into them. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that being lazy is just a no-no. <laughs> perfectionism is not of God either. And perfectionism, a lot of times, is rooted in things like low self-worth. We taught, we had a whole podcast on low self-worth. It's not of God because if God, who is all-powerful and almighty and the creator, has created us in his image, it's really disrespectful for us to be having low self-worth and self-image. Mm-hmm pride which can also be connected to perfectionism like you're elevating yourself above god and and what he's able to do in and through you elevating yourself above others just like the bible speaks about pride we know that lucifer fell because of his pride huge huge number one like no no fear we all know about fear 
that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, mm. power to overcome and a sound mind. So like we shouldn't be overwhelmed and worrying. And we also talk about the Bible talks about worry. So be anxious for nothing and do not worry because God will provide. God is sufficient enough. So do not worry. Okay. So all those things we know we need to fix it. So if you identified yourself in any of the things that I just said, there is hope. Like just take this to God and again, be very mindful and aware of like, spend some time in reflection, figure out like, okay, God, show me more, show me where this is coming from. Like Gabby said, like she figured out where these things are coming from. And then once you do know that it's easier to move forward, because then you're not in darkness, you're not in deception mm-hmm. and you can move forward with Christ and overcome procrastination. Now that I've read those five things, Ari, can you see any... Can you see yourself in any of the things I spoke about? Um, okay. So when you started off, I was like, I'm literally just lazy. That's why I procrastinate. I'm just lazy. Um, and you started reading about perfectionism. And I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist because I like, that's never really been me. I'm not as crazy as Gabby to think zero is better than a hundred because I'm just like, okay, at least I'll do something. Um, and what was the other one? Um... I don't really, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm literally, I'm not good enough. Like, I'm not going to even try. I can't be bothered. I think mine is overwhelmed. And it's more like, and then also not having goals, which is just like a bit rude that you asked me if I had goals and I said I had no, none. Yeah, so feeling overwhelmed. Like, for me, I'm just like, I literally do not have any energy to figure out something. Like, and then not having any goals is the same. Like, if you have no direction, which, for example, let's use the example of creating merch i don't know why my sisters always say that they think i would be good at making merch and at one point i was like okay maybe you guys are right let me come up with some ideas and then i tried to figure it out like bun this this is stupid i'm not doing this i'm like literally i'm like i don't even know how to operate um i don't even know how to operate like whatever people use to edit things like photoshop or whatever so i'm like (laughs) on the website on um trying to create word art (laughs) for things i'm like i cannot i don't want to learn something new i'd rather not and obviously like i can see that's wrong but at the same time like a fear of messing up no not fear of messing up i just cannot be bothered to learn it like because you just don't yeah what's the root cause overwhelm i'm exhausted cannot yeah, be bothered. so you're burnt out overwhelmed but then also lack like of goals maybe or lack of vision fear i just feel like fear. fear for merch i don't know for other things i can like see how fear 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 messing up. it's not a feeling i literally do not want to learn something new because my brain cannot handle it like so that's how i feel overwhelmed that's why i said like overwhelmed nancy definitely but fear as well for other things which i'm sure everyone else can relate to um and i think sometimes what's interesting is like you can see you can see that you have these underlying things and you just don't do anything about it because mm-hmm. it's kind of how i've been too i'm like okay obviously i know fear's not of god yeah. when i have been afraid and i'm like yeah i don't have to worry like and for me it's not that i don't know these things i've told myself these things like god is not going to your fear god will provide i don't have to worry and i'm like i know that but then when it comes to this i'm like yeah i'll procrastinate and i won't do it next like <laughs> you know so I do think for me, it's a lot of things like it's like laziness because I'm too lazy to overcome the fear sometimes overwhelmed. I don't have goals. I don't have goals. So I'm overwhelmed and then I'm overwhelmed. So then I'm afraid of being super overwhelmed. So then I just don't do anything. (laughs) But I'm like, I'm sharing this because I'm sure people can relate as well. 
and the reality is like you can't just sit and procrastinate forever because then you won't be fulfilled um and like the book says it will lead to eventual decay maybe that sounds dramatic to people like maybe you know it's a little bit of an exaggeration but like yeah you're just not living the life god wants you to live and then therefore it's a sin because you're living below your means thanks for coming to my ted talk welcome to my therapy session i'm so (laughs) glad you joined in to break the power of procrastination (laughs) so lack of goals larry this is an intervention (laughs) (laughs) no i honestly like i've wanted to bust out into laughter just the whole time we were talking because i feel like i tap like i feel like jane knew this was no. gonna happen because last night we were talking and i don't remember what you showed me but you're like just watch this message i watched it today and then she comes with this and i'm like oh my god i feel attacked but it's okay it's conviction not attacking keep going <laughs> but it's not only you because i could no, see myself yeah, in all pretty much all of those five root causes after exactly. you said it i just thought it was only one thing when it's you first asked things, and yeah. i was like well hmm. okay so for people with like you just lack purpose mm-hmm. for some things or you lack I think maybe with you you just have to like drop unnecessary weights like you're overwhelmed because mm-hmm. you have too much on your plate but then you just need to hone into like okay god what yeah. do I need to focus on this year maybe mm-hmm. it's just three things two things surviving you've been surviving it's time to live. so exactly amen so again define the reason for your life god will have to give you that mm-hmm. purpose is related to the long-term plan god designed for you establish god's target and explain the why of your life so this all has to do with god you just spending time with god be like okay god where am i going like he's not going to give us a big picture yeah, he really never right. does but he might just give us this like peace oh, yeah i know yes. <laughs> he just gives us a peace they be like okay we're on the right track just like let go and you know like let him do the driving and stop carrying the weights um and perp- like i said purpose produces inner peace so may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit romans fifteen thirteen. and then you can once god gives you that kind of like peace and maybe clarity as well you can define some roots mm-hmm. to your purpose to reach your purpose and just keep in mind that you need to base everything based off your purpose and what God wants you to be doing and focusing on this year. Otherwise we get overwhelmed because we're picking up things that we're not supposed to be doing or we're just like thinking about things we shouldn't be thinking about when God's like, listen, just tunnel vision here. Okay. Um, so you discover your life purposes, realize the power of prayer, which you sent to me or was it Gabby who sent the power of prayer? Who was the video from better together? In your book. Oh, yeah. Okay. Realize that God will use your spiritual <laughs> gifts to accomplish his purpose. <laughs> and realize the value of asking practical questions. I'm just skimming through. There's a whole bunch here, but I'm not going to give a, a lot away. That's just the lack of goals part. Mm-hmm. Grounding yourself in God's purpose for you. Then for the overwhelmed part. Okay. Ecclesiastics 2.24, a person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. So if you feel overwhelmed with things, break it up, like break things up. Like, and going going back to what I said, drop things off that you just don't need to be focusing on and make things as simple as possible. Simplify your life, okay? <laughs> simplify your life, delegate, do what you have to do, but simplify your life. <laughs> Write out your daily priorities, set 
sorry i'm listening to you but i'm like dang how much more simple can my life get i literally go to work and come home i don't do anything else but there's more no, but I'm, in your mind I'm re- i receive it i do receive you it know? hallelujah simplify things in your mind anyways there's lots of tips here for you to focus on so you can take this book and read it amen okay anyways so moving on (laughs) i'm kidding i'm gonna read it now that we've talked just a little bit about what procrastination is the root causes and take you guys need to spend some time in reflection and reflection with god and through prayer to be like okay god show me the deep root causes and let's work on this and fix this um now we're gonna talk about um some practical tips that you can use in addition to also like the soul searching and through prayer and even if you have to fast but um i guess i have another scripture here what is this so james 4 13 to 17 from the passion or the tpt passion translation um listen those of you who are boasting today or tomorrow we'll go to another city and spend some time and go into business and make heart heaps of profit but you don't have a clue what tomorrow may bring for your fleeting life is but a warm breath of air that is visible in the cold only for a moment and then vanishes instead you should say our tomorrows are in the lord's hands and if he is willing we will live life to its fullest and do this or that but here you are boasting in your ignorance for to be presumptuous about what you'll do tomorrow is evil. So if you know of an opportunity to do the right thing today, yet you refrain from doing it, you're guilty of sin. So that last verse 17, again, touching on the fact that like we really need to tackle this because we need to use our time wisely. And if you know that you have things to do and you know that it's the right thing to get things started, um, and if you, you had a plan and you just didn't do it and you refrained from doing it, then for you, that is sin. But also, I love the idea. I mean, we always used to hear daddy and I don't know if it's a Jamaican thing, but people would be like, an older even generation. the older generation yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they're making any plans, you'd be like, oh, the Lord's willing, like, we'll do this. Like tomorrow. literally without fail. Yeah. Anytime you're making a plan, it's God God's willing. willing. Yeah. yeah. God's willing. We'll do this. God's willing. We'll do that. Which I want to adopt more. Even like, I'll see you tomorrow, God's, God's willing. willing. Like everything is God's as willing. the Lord permits. Yeah. Which is how we should live our lives. I'm guilty of this where, not so much now as before, but like you can make plans and you don't have that concept of, listen, my days are held in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. And whatever god wants like i think proverbs again talks about like you can you can make your own plans but god is the one who Mm. makes your way or like sets Mm. you on the path that you need to go and so i would make plans and then you set yourself up for disappointment too and you set yourself up for like all kinds of different negative feelings if you don't really understand i'm grass that you know like yeah i'm making this plan but god can change it (laughs) yeah i'm making this but god's will be done and you know who knows what's gonna happen in the future like this is not to say don't make plans so don't misunderstand yeah i was about to say like (laughs) i'm laughing because i always say janelle and i are so very different so you heard how she says she makes lots of plans and then god has his own things i understood early that god would change a plan so i don't i literally don't make plans (laughs) like i'm like okay god i'm not even gonna set an alarm because i know i'm gonna sleep in or you're not like you're gonna just allow it to happen how you want it to so i'm not making any plans (laughs) 
But I know that's wrong too. So that's why I was laughing. Like, you know, balance. And it's about balance. God has been teaching us balance and different things, but you need to make plans. And obviously, there you find other scriptures where planning is biblical and being organized, Mm -hmm. but also having that grounding mindset that though I make a plan, and you know, though we ha- we plan many things we planned to, like I need to go to the grocery store, I need to do this, mm-hmm. I need to do that. Understanding that our plans are open to yeah. whatever God wills, mm-hmm. and so like, yeah, this is what I have planned and set out, mm-hmm. but half the time it doesn't come out that way because God yeah. is in control. And then and not getting fine. disappointed yeah. or upset. Like it's one thing for what you plan to not happen, but also not being upset when something comes into the plan. Like, cause mm-hmm. I think we always talk about like, okay, I didn't make this thing that I wanted to do, but how many times has something happened? You're like, I did not need this today. Like, please, you know, but True. if you really believe God's in control of your life, you need to trust that when those things happen, like God's in control of your, God's in control of your life. Just be at peace in that fact. I can give you the perfect example of that. Like in this, I, in my job, right? So every morning I'll pray before my job and I'll be like, it's interesting because I can, I have my humanity that is wanting to say one prayer and what I actually end up praying. And this started from the beginning that when I started my job last April, it would be like, in my humanity, I want to say, God, please give me a great assignment today. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it today. Like in, it depends on the day, but there's some days I really feel like, okay, like I just want the easiest thing. I don't feel like it, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You want to pray specifically, God, mm-hmm. let things go this way. Yeah, don't challenge me. Today. That's my humanity. But I always say, you know what, Lord, you know who you have. You know exactly what the plan is for today. You know exactly what's going to happen. I just pray that you'd fix my mindset and allow me to rely on you. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you throw at me, you will you have equipped me like you're not going to give me something i can't handle and every single time i felt that way that prayer was like oh i just really want to rest today or i really don't want to have to like i don't have the energy today (laughs) i've had some kind of assignment but it's always been a growing experience i've always walked away from it i've always walked away from it and have like never thinking i would have been able to like to go through it but god knows all things so that in itself is one thing having being able to know that god is going to do whatever he's going to do and that's okay because he's walking with me through it so yeah that's james 4 13 to 17 but some practical tips because why we're talking about procrastination in the context of the new year is really because many of us have even if you won't call them goals i think it's foolish of i don't think there's anyone on this planet that really has absolutely nothing like no vision for the year like you know, i just feel like that's unrealistic yeah you don't have to set goals in the way and like you can set goals at any time of the year it doesn't have to be the new year it could be the middle of the year whenever you feel like setting mm-hmm. a goal but even if you don't have like traditional goals i feel like people have in their head they may not even say it out loud they have an idea of what they want to accomplish they have an idea of what they want to work on they have an idea of kind of where they want to go and even if they feel like everything's kind of cloudy they just hope for a better year you know what i mean so everyone has something that they're kind of looking forward to in a sense or they're hoping for something and in order to accomplish or be able to see the fruits of what we're hoping for I believe that you need to also overcome procrastination because procrastination will make us sit and waste time 
and miss out on opportunities that God has for us. Procrastination would prevent us from doors that God has probably opened, but we're just sitting there and the door's open and we're not getting up to walk through it. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that we need to overcome this procrastinating spirit that a lot of times we just kind of embrace in order to see what we want to see happen this year. For you, you might know exactly what it is. For others, you might just be like, I'm just trying to you know, make it through and be a better person, you know, but whatever it is for you, you need to get up and get moving. (laughs) So number one, practical tip, be accountable to someone. I know I used to hate people talking about accountability, but it's easier. Yeah. Huh? Now that you're married, it's easier to be accountable. No, not necessarily. I think it's just growing up you re- and becoming more mature. You realize the importance of having people that you can be like, hey, hey, this is what I want to do. Please keep me accountable. Because if we don't tell anyone things at times, then if there's no confession, we limit ourselves from healing. Like James tells us again, like confess your faults one to, one to another and be open with one another so that you can get healing. And the Bible is clear, like if we confess our faults to one another, we get healing through that. Mm-hmm. And that also connects with accountability because then they, if you go to someone trusted, like mm-hmm. you can tell me, hey, I really just need to get up off my butt this year mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need you to help me with that. Whatever. Get someone that you can tell some, some tell one of your goals or your, or a piece of your vision to that you know will basically check in on you and be like hey Mm -hmm. where are you at okay number two this might work for some people it might not work for others but you can get a planner um planners are actually very helpful for some people um being able to kind of organize and you find what works for you some people like the ones that are already like really set out and others where you can you have the ability to like write what you want Mm -hmm. um but yeah if that works for you Gabby write the vision and make it plain Mm -hmm. if it works for you try it and organize um I got the clever planner like a year ago and I really like it it gives it has spots for um habits that you want to um yeah habit tracker Mm -hmm. kind of um for each month do you want to learn something new do you want to work on a habit Mm -hmm. do you want to avoid some things this month so it's it's very nice to kind of keep track of things on paper because a lot of times we can we can't keep track of things in our mind the same way like we oftentimes end up forgetting things (laughs) so if a planner works for you go get one do you guys recommend any specific planners or just like any tip planner like tips or tricks that you guys use I know both of you like you like writing even more than I do, like in terms of like planning and organizing. So, is there any tips that you have? (laughs) Um, honestly, I don't have a planner anymore, and I know I found not being in school having a planner was a joke for me. So I just sticky note stuff now, but it's essentially the same thing. You're writing down what you need to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and like setting setting things that you want to accomplish for each day or each week or each month i think it makes it more doable mm-hmm. like so you don't, you feel less overwhelmed yeah. and also in a sense is a way to stay accountable if you have it written down 
you know, you, I mean, I guess you could maybe rip the paper out and throw <laughs> in the garbage, but there that mm-hmm. you didn't accomplish. And it. then when mm-hmm. you scratch it off, you do feel like, okay, yeah. you got it off. You. And I like habit tracking because you get to see how consistent you are in accomplishing a certain goal. Mm-hmm. And there's like something scientific about it. It makes you more motivated to... It makes you more motivated to stay consistent because you can see like your log of like your past adherence to whatever you're tracking Mm -hmm. and you don't want to miss a day because you can see like I've been consistent for like six days. I don't want to drop off today and then tell Ari what habit tracking is. I mean, it's just a fancy word for just, I don't know, tracking your habit, whatever it is that you're saying that you want to aspire to do. Like I remember... Uh, like last fall, I started um, tracking my skincare routine. Like I was like, because I had fallen off and I just was like, whatever, who cares about my skin? Like, um, so I was like, okay, I want to make sure that I'm washed, like taking care of my skin morning and evening. And the planner that I have, I don't know what, like who made the planner, but I just got it at Indigo Chapters. Um, but in my planner, there's space um, to like, habit track so there's like a little sorry there's a little calendar Mm -hmm. there's no dates or anything it's just like 30 boxes um and so like I color coded like for my skincare am is one color skincare pm one color and every time I did it I put a dot in the box um and then I can see like five days I've done my morning skincare but I've only done my night four Mm -hmm. yeah so that's basically what it is and then it encourages you to also like do better in the coming days like if you saw that you fell off one time or two time whatever um so yeah it's very no it it really works like it's it's actually crazy it's so crazy it's so motivating because you're like i don't want to break the streak i guess that's kind of like what like young kids like in snapchat oh and even the bible yeah the bible but i know some people that don't like it (laughs) it makes them feel guilty but for snapchat i know like a bunch of people love their streaks or whatever and they don't want to break the the sequence yeah so it, it does it work for it really does work so i'd encourage you to try it if you haven't um and then stop rushing into things stop being the yes person this is also helpful for people who get overwhelmed if you have a lot of things mm-hmm. on your plate or if you get burnt out like my life got so much more simple you better test i mean the pandemic really helped let's be real god allowed that to happen and i definitely got benefits from it because I just wasn't doing so many things I didn't really need to be doing like I think and I I understand where I was coming from with it because I remember years ago saying I just want to I want to do everything I possibly can because I just want to live I want to be able to say like I did I lived life if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day balance because I didn't need to be picking up as many social, um, what do you call it now? Social obligations. Just so many different obligations I did not need to be doing. And it was cutting into my own rest. It was cutting into my own relationship with God, into my relationship with people that truly matter at the end of the day for me. Mm -hmm. Like, not to say that people don't matter, but... I think you can end up putting so much energy in so many other things that the people who are truly going to be like there for you and like they are going to be long term, like they're not just like seasonal, you end up not putting any 
as much effort as you should be into those relationships and being intentional there. So like, it was just detrimental. So the minute I stopped rushing into things, I'm like, I don't have to say yes to everything. And it's it's hard for me to say no. But what I found is it's easier to say no when I take the time. So like if someone was like, hey, like, can you help me with this? Or like, hey, do you want to be involved in this? I'd be like, I don't immediately respond. Or like, I'd be like, I need some time to think about it. Or I just don't immediately respond. It's like, I need to just like check my calendar or whatever like i literally be picking up things not checking my calendar and then when i look at the calendar i'm like whoa well i guess i just have to do it all i didn't realize i had booked other things for that day so i've taken time to just pause and be like i'll get back to you or i'm not going to respond right away and then i could be like uh yeah that doesn't work for me (laughs) so um it definitely takes the because the more that you can fine-tune your load to be more manageable Cause there's some things that like, yes, God will take burdens, but we're piling up unnecessary burdens sometimes. Or we're piling up unnecessary weight when like we can trim that, we can prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. And then we can streamline it to like, okay, I only have five things and like, okay, God, we're going to work on these. Like I can handle these five things with you. Um, so stop rushing into things. Stop being the yes person. Take time before you make commitments and... Take time before you commit, make commitments and ask God if this is something you should be doing and make sure you aren't p- picking up too many things onto your plate. Okay, number four. Remember that the goal isn't perfection, progress is. So for the perfectionists out there, that's not the goal. And so every time we are like, oh my gosh, it needs to be perfect. No, you just need to start because progress is the goal. Wow. There will never be a perfect time. And the reality is, even as human beings, we will never get to the place of of perfection until God calls us home, until we're out of these, like, until we're out of these bodies that cause us to be imperfect, we will never attain perfection in this lifetime. So therefore, we need to stop becoming, like, stop being so obsessed with perfection and instead keep your eyes on progress. As long as you're continually, again, this whole podcast, Bloom and Grow, and continually growing and you're not you know like declining then that's good Mm. and that's where you need to stay Mm. number five just do it (laughs) like this is this this helps me sometimes because with smaller things it's like okay i know i need to wash this or like i need to do my laundry or like say like some house chores or whatever and i'm like oh but i'm just gonna like you know just sit down here for a second but it's like no just do it <laughs> because mm-hmm. once i just get it out of the way then mm-hmm. i can relax mm-hmm. so for things like that just do it get it out of the way and then you can relax and also a, a tip too for people who are like oh but i feel like i just need time you can carve out time to relax as well mm-hmm. and like let that be something you can check off your list so it's not always just about like being super productive and getting work done but cover times like okay so this day is my day of rest or this period of time for the day i'm going to just rest and then the other times i will get things done Mm -hmm. that way i think it makes it more attainable for you to actually accomplish your goals because i think if you're always like oh my gosh but i have to be doing something productive well tbh as long as you are planning your time then you are productive like you can be productively resting or productively you know just relaxing but you just need to make sure that you are keeping track of your time and managing your time well so if it is that you 
did not carve out a time for you to be resting and you have things that you had carved out time to do and then you're not doing that and instead you're resting and you're not managing your time well. But if it is that you said, okay, I'm going to get these things done, then I'm going to take a half hour, an hour rest, then I'm going to continue on about my day and you follow that, then that's fine. So resting isn't the problem and not doing anything is not the problem. It's when we just kind of do it out of context and then we end up wasting our time. Okay, six is slow down, just slow down. Sometimes we're going too fast. It can, again, make us overwhelmed. <laughs> and like the Bible never called us to, I'm, I was reading, I think, I don't remember what I was reading, but the Bible really never, he don't say anything about rushing to do things. It's not about like, let me just rush and do this. Let me just like hurry up and use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like who's asking you to hurry up and use the bathroom? Like we have this culture of rushing so much. Like nobody, like just use the bathroom and then come back, you know, like take your time. Like it's so funny. Like that's such a small thing, but really it's ingrained in us. It's like, you feel like you always have to go, 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 go. And like, if I'm not doing things quickly, then like, and I was guilty of that too. It's like, I just need to like quickly do this and quickly do that and quickly. It's just slow down, slow down and it, not everything needs to be rushed. Not everything needs to be like, you know, like a time crunch. Slow down and think about things. Mm-hmm. Take your time. And a lot of times we end up doing better work that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hopefully those six practical tips help. Are there any other tips that you have, guys, for procrastination? I don't have a tip, but um, I was just, when he said slow down, it was funny because this morning, I didn't remember what your podcast was going to be about, but I was going through my notes on my phone or yeah, this episode. And I um, just read this. This is from November 28th. I don't remember where I got from, but it just says, be not afraid of going slowly, be only afraid of standing still. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good reminder. And I think like it captures Mm -hmm. everything that Janelle just said, and I'm not going to reiterate it and preach a second sermon. (laughs) If you know, you know. Um, But yeah, no. That's a good scripture. What's the word? No, no, it's not scripture. It's the saying. I don't know. Maybe it's a scripture. I don't remember where I found it from. It might be a scripture in some translation, or it might be a phrase. It's just in my phone. Be not afraid of going slowly. Be only afraid of standing still. Yeah, because again, the goal is progress, and sometimes progress is slow. Sometimes it's faster, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't about and I, yeah the bible does speak about that in a sense where it's like you the person who's going steady mm-hmm. not the person like the race is right. for the what is that scripture not the for race swift, is not for so the swift so yeah it's about endurance it's about continuing on it's about progress it's not for the hasty it's not mm-hmm. like Quick it's something it's down, not exactly yeah. so slow down guys and hopefully that was encouraging to you we yes were- it was <laughs> okay to me at least and hopefully you can take all of those tips and really thrive this year we want everyone to accomplish their goals we want you to be successful Mm -hmm. spiritually and like successful spiritually isn't just in one area it's it's the concept of being holistically successful in every area emotionally Mm -hmm. spiritually mentally physically financially we want everyone to experience success this year and that i believe starts with dealing with things like procrastination Mm -hmm. and dealing with the root causes behind it and then focusing on once we have that weight out of the way focusing truly on just accomplishing the goals that god has given us that being said 
um, who wants to pray over our listeners today. Okay. <laughs> They're pointing at me. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. No, there's nothing else. But anyways, I will just say a quick word of prayer. And please let us know throughout this year when, if, if you've accomplished anything that you set out to accomplish, we'd mm. love to know. We'd love to celebrate with mm. you. Okay. So thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given us to spend time in your word, to talk to one another and to learn about procrastination, the root causes and how it's detrimental to us. Lord, we thank you that nothing is too hard for you. And so even though people might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed, learning about how there's some root causes that are causing them to perpetually procrastinate. God, we are living testimonies, each of us, that you are a God that nothing is impossible for. I have lived and seen you deliver me from so many things. Mm -hmm. And procrastination is one of them. And I know it's a continual journey, but I've seen your hand on my life. And I can say that it is truly because you have given me the strength and you've given me the power through your Holy Spirit to overcome things that were holding me back. And so I pray for every single listener that they would... First of all, take the time out to talk to you and to reflect on things that might be holding them back and things that might be behind their procrastinating ways. I thank you for giving every person clarity and speaking to them like only you can and encouraging them that this too is possible through you. Like with without you, we can do nothing. But with you, all things are possible. And Lord, we are more than conquerors through you. And so if they have your spirit and even even if they have not accepted you or I don't know, they don't know anything about you, you can meet them right in their room as they open up their hearts to you. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing every person to find an avenue to be to receive your salvation. Because without your Holy Spirit, without that living within us, we have no power to really accomplish the things that we need to accomplish in you. So we thank you for allowing people to find you and to know you. And we thank you for delivering people from procrastination today. We are excited to hear about the goals that people will accomplish this year. We're excited to hear all the praise reports and we celebrate in advance. We thank you in advance for delivering us from this and allowing us to achieve the things that you have placed in our spirits and in our hearts. And if people don't know what they want to accomplish this year we thank you for giving them vision we thank you for giving fresh vision and fresh insight in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. all right bye y'all until next one bloom and grow y'all bloom and grow